Hello and welcome to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. This is your host, Ellie Rome. If you're a person who's looking to uplevel your health and transform your relationship with food, this is the podcast for you. I'm here to be your pocket coach to give you tangible tools that you can start implementing now to become your healthiest, most energized self because you deserve to show up in this world each day as your best self. Hey y'all, so this is episode three and I'm Ellie, again, your host for the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. So for those of you who don't know, I was a former binge binge addict, binge eater, sugar addict, and was able to, through mindfulness tools and functional nutrition, completely transform my relationship with food. So now it is my mission to help you do the same. And so today I'm going to be talking about honoring your hunger and fullness. So in these early episodes, I really want to dive into the mindful eating part because I think the retraining your brain, like you can eat the healthiest food in the world, but if you're, you know, the compulsive habits and not really treating the root cause, which is like what's stimming the the food, um, the, your patterns and your behaviors, then I just think this is the the foundation really where the game changing happens. And, um, we're going to dive in to a lot of nutrition stuff, but right now I'm just really focusing on the behavior part and building, learning mindfulness tools around eating. So, all right. So today, again, we're going to talk about honoring hunger and fullness. So I want you to think about, or what I like to think about and I help my clients do is use a hunger and fullness scale. So we start with the hunger scale. If you think about it from zero to 10, zero being not hungry at all, 10 being so hungry, like you're going to eat your arm. So, okay. We don't want to let it get past a five on that scale or you're setting yourself up for a binge. So I know this is so true for me. Like I would, if I went too long without eating, I would get just so ravenous. I would be I'd get off of work and just be like running to the fridge, running to the pantry and just inhaling food. And it was like, it wasn't, I was completely mindless. I was totally on autopilot, just eating whatever was most of it first available to me, which is usually the junk. So it was usually, yeah, the easy carbs, easy packaged food, um, like zero time for preparation. It was just like inhale or it would dry, you know, getting too hungry would end up me at the vending machine or the, um, when I'm not, when I wasn't prepared or, um, you know, fast food places. And so this is so important to really tune into your, your hunger scale and to set yourself up for success. So, all right. So we don't want to let it get past a five or you may be setting yourself up for a food binge or a poor food decision because it's so hard to think rationally when we're hungry. Okay. And so this is really about tuning into your personal internal hunger signals. So what lets you know that you're hungry? Um, Does your stomach growl? Do you get, like, if you let yourself get too hungry, do you get irritable? I know I get really irritable. So I've got no patience for anything. Um, Maybe headaches, maybe kind of like some brain fog, weakness. Like really identify your true hunger signals. And, And know, know yourself well enough to know, like, if you, if you know you're gonna get hungry, to always have something like a snack or something available to you just in case. So if you've got like a PTA meeting or, um, you know, you're going to be in some training for a long time or, you know, always have, this is like one of my major things for my clients is like, 
always have go-to snacks available. doesn't mean you need to be eating them all the time, but it's at the emergency food when you, just in case, because otherwise you are, if you like try to resist and not eat, then you end up getting home and like you're starving or you're, you know, you're starving, you're getting hungry and someone brings donuts in the office and it's the only thing there. So you end up, you know, making that, not have, being able to make like the most mindful choice. Um, but so always having readily available go-to snacks, things like um, backup, like RX bars or um, Epic bars I love, or um, having like a bag of, of nuts or, um, you know, apples and almond butter, things like that, just always available to you. And I'm gonna have other episodes that we're gonna dive into my favorite go-tos and favorite products to keep on hand, but this one we're just really focusing on the strategy. So always have food available to you. Um, to try not to let it get past a five and really bring it, just starting to notice throughout your day, like where am I at? Like how hungry am I? Um, and then really starting to prepare for food when you get to like a two, if you think about it like, um, yeah, if you get to a two on that hunger scale, when you start, you know, noticing, you're getting hungry, start preparing for your meal and then not letting it get past a five. Okay, so that's your hunger skill. Now, the fullness skill is a little bit, I know for me, it was a little bit harder to, to follow. So I wanna give you some really practical tools to help you with this. So, all right, fullness skill, if you think about it, zero to 10, zero being not full at all, 10 being like, you've gotta unbutton your pants to breathe. So what we want to shoot for is eating till a seven on our fullness scale. This is where we're really satiated, but we're not stuffed. So we're energized and feeling light from food, but we're not, not over full and bloated and want to go take a nap. So we want to shoot for that seven, that magic seven. And again, this is going to be, it might be a little bit more challenging than the hunger scale, um, I know, for, but it's just really about awareness and starting to notice what triggers you to overeat. So I was a huge overeater. Every single meal I was overeating for like my entire life. It was like, I wasn't a lot of times because I wasn't eating the right food. So it was just, I wasn't feeling satiated from food. Um, so that's a big thing is that having the right, you know, the amount of healthy fats and protein and fiber so that you are actually getting satiated from food. Um, one of the biggest things too for me was the reason I was overeating was because I was eating so fast. So biggest tip here, and again, I'm gonna have another episode on this. Um, it's really learning how to slow down for your meals. Like take some breaths, slow down, eat with intention and attention. So your brain can register that you're eating because if you're inhaling food, your brain's not catching up. And then all of a sudden, you know, you eat, 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 you're like, oh, like inhaling food, I know this is me. And then, then it hits and it's like, oh, geez. And you're bloated and feeling way over full. And that's when you get to the, you know, but your pants. So slowing down is key, but also again, not letting yourself get too ravenous as we talked about in the hunger scale, because that usually sets you up to binge or overeat because you just need food so bad and it's hard to pay attention and slow down. So noticing those triggers. And then one big thing is just um, throughout your meal, a lot of times, you know, we've been conditioned to want to finish our plate or the food's right in front of us. So it's like, oh, I need to keep eating. So one really helpful tool is called the speed bump. What you do, wait, first, really quick, eating off of a plate is huge and not overeating. So actually portioning out 
like this is how much I think that I want in this moment. And so putting it on a plate and going to sit down versus eating out of a bag, eating off of a table, because you're really not aware of how much you've actually had. And a lot of times it leads to mindless eating. So if you can, putting food on a plate, even if it's a snack, even if it's some nuts, putting something or in a container of some sort and, and really sitting down and fo- like eating with intention. Okay, that's, sorry, little tangent. Okay, but then once you're eating, this is called the speed bump. So if you've set your plate of food, to draw it in half, to cut it in half, just with your fork. So like maybe separate it, portion out half, and slow down, eat. When you get to that halfway point, that's your speed bump. It's just a moment to pause, put down your fork, sit back, take a couple of breaths, maybe get up and walk, maybe just, just really tune back in to your hunger and fullness scale. Like where am I on my fullness scale right now? Am I actually still hungry? Am I? And then to one of the biggest things for me was to remind myself like, Ellie, you can eat again. And like, how much better are you going to feel if you don't overeat? Cause it's a lot of it is just like with patterning with habits, it's, figuring out we're going to follow through with habits that feel most pleasurable to us. So if we can really feel up on like, what I would do is just be like, Oh, like I really don't want to feel over full. I don't want to feel like sluggish and slow. I don't want to, I really want to feel energized and light. Like I don't want to want to go take a nap in 20 minutes. Like, is it worth a couple more bites to feel like that? Like, what if I just let it sit? And then, in, you know, in 30 minutes, if I really am still hungry, I can always eat again. And just reminding myself, like, oh, like, this isn't the last meal. This isn't the last chance I'm ever going to have to eat again. Like, I need to inhale food. That was a big game changer, just that awareness and, and really feeling up on the, how I wanted to feel after the meal. Like, I really don't want to feel like crap. And I, I do have other things in my day I want to do. I want to feel light. I want to feel energized. And it was way easier to step away from the food when I fueled up on those feelings versus telling myself, like, no, you shouldn't or or just not paying attention. So using the speed bump as just a prompt to, to check in with yourself. And if you're still hungry, please continue to eat. Like that's totally fine, but it is just that mindful check-in. Cause a lot of times throughout our meals, especially if we're eating with other people, I'm gonna go into some dining out strategies here too, but eating with other people, a lot of times we lose awareness because you're just talking and eating and then all of a sudden your meal's gone. And so that's where the speed bump, especially with eating other people or dining out to do that so that you can check in. And one really helpful thing with this is to, okay, if you're dining out, if you know immediately that you've been served way too much food, like ask for a to-go box then and portion some to take home. And so it's out of sight, out of mind, because sometimes if it's in front of us and we just want to keep eating, because again, like that conditioning to finish your plate or other people are still eating. So I'm just going to keep picking on mine. And so if you, ha- or if you have eaten and you've noticed, like you get to your speed bump, you're like, yeah, I'm good. Don't let that. I mean, and other people still eating, like get that boxed up because it's so much more tempting once it's, when it's just sitting there to keep eating, especially if others are eating. And one of my tools is after I'm full, like after I'm done, I order a club soda or a hot water or a tea or a coffee as my post-meal ritual. So post-meal rituals are so great because it signals to your brain, like the meal is done. So typically for me, like I mentioned in the episode, that last episode, 
um, club soda was just a game changer for me. And it helped when it helps me signal that I use it at the end of a meal, kind of like a dessert uh, where my brain expects it. It's like, Hey, where's the club soda? Or, you know, in the winter time, I usually, I do a lot more like hot water and tea at the end of the meals. And it's, I look forward to that. And so and when the brain starts to look forward to it, especially like a good, like vanilla, like cinnamon tea. Um, and I love club soda. Like I love cold sparkling water with lime. It's so it, I really do look forward to that. So my brain's instead of conditioned to like look for dessert, which it was for a long time, it was started conditioning to look for that, like, Oh, the soda water. And again, it signals to the brain, Hey, the meal's done. And like, enjoy this. And a lot of times, like for me, overeating was, I just didn't want to go on to the next thing yet. Like for, especially when I was eating at work. So it was like, that was my, like my break. Eating was my break. So I noticed a lot of time I would overeat because I just didn't want to go. I didn't want to go back to work. And it was like, oh, if I'm eating, then I'm being like using this time. So I don't have to go back to work or like in school. It's like, I don't want to go back to studying yet. So I'll just keep eating. So having this post-meal ritual of the, of the soda water or the tea, or for you, maybe it's a walk or something that it was like a buffer zone. So where it's like, I don't have to go back to work yet. I still get this like break, but it, I'm not using food for that. And that was really game changing. Cause I, I just noticing that trigger of like, Oh, I just am procrastinating. I'm using food to procrastinate. And so um, using club soda to procrastinate <laughs> was a lot better for me um, and tea. And so try that. Notice that if that helps your, your fullness scale and, and just start tuning into your other triggers. And this is the best thing. It's like, okay, if you overeat it to release the guilt and the, the shame, I know I felt it was like every time I was like, dang it, I overate and then I beat myself up. And then what did that do? That's just like, maybe I want to keep eating. And it was so counter and like counterintuitive and or just not helpful at all. And so to be able to release that, and if you do overeat, let it be like, kind of be like, oh, okay. Like this is an opportunity for me to really dive in and see why I did that. Like what, not to beat yourself up or to judge it. Just like, ooh, isn't it interesting I overate? What just happened? What led up to this? And that's where I started really noticing those behaviors like the procrastination or just stress eating or, Oh, I let myself it's cause I was ravenous and I let myself get way too hungry. So what can I do tomorrow? So I don't let that happen. Oh, I don't let myself get too hungry. Oh, I'll pack these snacks. I'll make sure I'll check in with my hunger scale. I'll set an alarm on my phone to be like, Hey, where are you at on your hunger and fullness scale? Do you need nourishment right now? What's going on? Um, and so that's huge. Just being able to dive in and be aware versus beating yourself up or just numbing out, not paying attention. Um, so I hope these strategies work for you. The post-meal ritual, dining out tools, using that speed bump, slowing down, taking some breaths before you eat, really putting food on a plate and sitting down to eat versus just, you know, eating mindlessly, picking here and there. Um, one and notice again notice your other triggers um if it is at like a party and stuff not to go to meetings or parties or things like that hungry um eat a little something before because sometimes or in dining out do not go to dining out hungry because 
a lot of times if you then you do have to wait for food, then that hunger scale, it's like, um, now I'm at an eight on my hunger scale. I get my food and I inhale it all. So again, that's another little tactic. And all of this, you can start exploring with yourself and notice like every time you, if you do overeat, just tune in, get really curious and identify like what went on, what led up to me overeating and just explore it and say, okay, what can I do now? What can I take away so that tomorrow I don't do that? Or next time I'm out to eat, I don't do that. Like, what can I set? What can I put in place so I don't do that? Um, can I can I breathe a little bit more? Can I use that speed bump? Can I have a post meal ritual? Can I box up half my food? All these things. And again, this all doesn't happen overnight necessarily, but over time you just retrain your habits, and then it becomes second nature, and that's just what you do. Like, if you, especially when you, I know in the beginning it's hard, but harder just because it's new. It can be a little uncomfortable, but it's like, if you can do that every time, like the post-meal ritual, especially the more and more you do it, the more your brain's going to start defaulting to that. And it's like, after your meal, you're like, where's my tea? Where's my club soda? And it's great. It's awesome to see your brain change and your habits change. And so I'm really excited for you. Let me know if y'all have any questions around this, or if you personally have your own little like tools and tricks so that you don't overeat if that's something you've been dealing with or what your triggers are. I'd love to hear what your triggers are because I'm sure other people are sharing the same things. And if you have a lot of trouble with this or you find yourself falling back into old behaviors and need that support and accountability to help you implement these tools and actually create these as long lasting habits, like that's what I do as a coach. That is, I'm here to help you. So I know a lot of times we'll learn this kind of new strategies. And it's like, yay, a lot of it, um, motivation and stuff. But what happens? A lot of times, you know, things in life happen and we kind of fall off track or things get in the way and we forget. So having a coach can make all the difference in the world and just kind of reminding you, keeping you accountable and helping you reflect and tune in to your triggers. Um, Because the reflection and the awareness is the biggest piece in changing behaviors. It's really, really learning. What am I doing? Oh, why did that happen? And so you can move forward versus just ignoring it and autopilot behavior. So, um, so yeah, let me know. You can DM me on at mindful belly or email me at mindful belly at gmail.com. That's M I N D F U L B E L L I E at gmail.com and set up a free strategy session. These are 45 minutes, me and you just diving deep into your goals, into your, you know, what may be getting in the way of you showing up for yourself or just any challenges that you're experiencing and we'll get an action plan moving forward and see if we'll be a good fit to work together. So yep, let me know or let me know if you have questions or any feedback, anything that you want to learn about. I am here for you. So so much love you guys. Thank you. Bye.